We are continuing on in John today. So if you have uh, your Bible with you, go ahead and you can hold it up. God's, God's Word is living and active. This is, this is His message to us. It tells us who He is, and it tells us about who we are. And this is, this is my source for kind of reshaping false perspectives I have, for, for getting the, the lies straightened out that are going on in my life. I'm going I'm to compare them to what God says. So this is, this is a valuable tool. It's important that we, we treasure God's word. And it's not that I worship this book as I get some deity in itself. No, it, it points me to the king of the universe and tells me how to connect with him and how to be in relationship with him. It tells me about who he is. It tells me truth about who I am as one created in his image. So that's why we value God's word here. And so if you would, if you would open up with me at John chapter 10. I'm going to give you guys a minute to turn pages for those that need to. John chapter 10. John chapter 10, verse 22, on to the end of the chapter. So 22 through 42. John chapter 10, verse 22 through 42. At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter. And Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. But you do not believe, because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hands. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. The Jews picked up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of them are you going to stone me? The Jews answered him, it is not for a good work that we are going to stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, being a man, make yourself God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law? I said, You are gods? If you call them gods to whom the word of God came and scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the Father consecrated and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said, I am the Son of God. If I am not doing the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works, that you may know and understand that the Father is in me, and I am in the Father. Again, they sought to arrest him, but he escaped from their hands. 
he went away again across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing at the first, and there he remained. And many came to him, and they said, John did no sign, but everything that John said about this man was true. And many believed in him there. This is the word of the Lord. Dear God, we thank you for your word, Lord. We ask that you would speak to us through it today. God, we ask that you would work through your Holy Spirit. That as I share, Lord, that you would direct my words. And those that are with me here, that you would pray for me even as I preach. That God would be at work through me. And that Christ might be glorified, that God might be glorified, and that his word would do its work in each of us. We love you, we praise you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So if we're starting off here, we everything that God commanded was to remind people of who he was and who they were. That he was their God and they were their pe- his people. That he loved them. That he cared about them. Every every law, even as they, even the sacrificial system, it's it's reminded this this connection and this relationship. Even down to the way they trim their beards. Man, there's some. I heard one rabbi said that they wouldn't. In the law, it says not to trim the corner of their beards. And they said that's to remind you to not cut the corners of your field because you're supposed to be loving to the alien and the sojourner in your land. Hmm. So from the very way you wore your facial hair was reminding you of God's love and his truth in your life. And so as we start looking, I, I think that's really important to, to call out because as, as we get, it's talking about the Father. It's talking about God, the Father, and God, the Son. And Jesus is saying that he is one with the Father. Now, if the Father is a mean Father, this isn't going to really connect for us. It's not going to make a lot of sense. And actually, when it says that no one will be able to snatch them out of the Father's hand, those that are His, you know, it's like if, if the Father is mean, I don't, I don't want to be in His hand. He's a loving father, as we even sing that he's a good, good father. We sang earlier this morning. He is a good, good father, and God is good. I actually want to read a, a couple verses for you. This is just, I'm going to belabor my point in case, in case we don't get it. And, and you know what? The reason I do this is because, man, like when God teaches me something, he's got to teach it to me over and over and over again. And I know how long it takes for him to get through know that's this, right, this, this thick skull. All right? And and then I finally get it. And I, I preach it to you guys in like half an hour, and I'm expecting you to get it. <laughs> it took him like a year to get me to get it. So I'm going to keep going on this a little bit. I have, I have a few, just a few passages here. These are from the Old Testament, not the New Testament. Okay? I, I've been doing this uh, – um, exercise, looking through scripture, trying to find just like different passages that tell about God's character and who he is so that I can meditate on those. And in times where God is loving, where he's gracious, where he brings us peace, where he delights in us. 
And something I found really fascinating, the ones that are really getting down to this, this heart of God that spells it out, the plainless, are actually in the Old Testament. And we have this idea still, a lot of us, in our head that God in the Old Testament is mean. God in the Old Testament is just ready to kill everybody. But let's let's look at this. Psalm, Psalm 34, 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Psalm 145, 8-9 says, The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and his mercy is over all that he has made. Isaiah 43, 1. But now this says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for welfare, welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Psalm 31, 19. Oh, how abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you and work for those who take refuge in you in the sight of the children of mankind. Here's one I really love. Zephaniah 3.17 says, The Lord our God is in our midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. That's God delights in you. He takes joy in you. Lamentations 3, 22-23 says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. God is a faithful God. He's a merciful God. He's, he's slow to anger. He's yeah. abounding in steadfast love. Amen. That we might know this. That we might know this. That this is, this is who he's always been. It's never changed. And so as we come to this passage, that is the Father who Jesus is talking about. And, and Christ following God in that he is obedient to God, not out of some like religious woe is me duty. Sometimes I think that's how we got to be obedient to God. All right, we look at Christ is always saying, I, I am here to do the works of the Father. And we see this, wow, you're so obedient. And I think we get this, and we see it's like, wow, and, and God, He tells him to go to the cross and He just goes. And, <laughs> and it's just like, if we don't not know that God is loving, that's pretty cruel. Mm -hmm. And that's the God I'm supposed to follow, I'm supposed to be obedient to. But Jesus is in this intimate relationship with the Father. And he knows the Father's love. Deeply, intimately, through and through. And that is why he's faithful and obedient to the Father. Because he knows every intention he has is for his good, and he loves him fully. And so when he says this, let's look at the way he talks about his relationship with his dad. 
verse 38. He says, the Father is in me and I am in the Father. We are connected. We are together. Verse 25, he says, the works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. He says, I and the Father are one in verse 30. Verse 32, I've shown you many good works from the Father. And you, you see this, this picture that he has of this, this connection, relation. It's actually through the book of John throughout. He keeps talking about his relationship with the Father, about he, how he loves the Father and the Father loves him. You think of it, Jesus' baptism. The, the spirit comes down like a dove and he hears that voice from heaven and says, this is my beloved son. Whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. There is a love between the father and the son. If we don't get that, we're going to miss all this. If we don't get that the father's character is one of love, we're going to miss it. Hmm. And so here we, we see this What's going on is, I'm going to set this down. <laughs> What's going on? He's talking about us as his sheep. As sheep hear his voice and, and that he's like, and they are mine. I get to have, they are my sheep. Yeah. And there's this, this defense of this protective love that Christ has. Where did he learn that? Hmm. Where he, learn that? he learns that from his father. Amen. He learns that from his father. And so he, he looks out for his sheep, and he is constantly speaking on their behalf. He's de defending them. And my question for us today is, you know, there's a, there's a song, actually, that we sang when I was a kid. I don't know if you guys have heard this song pretty cheesy and i'm going to sing it just a little bit right. says, let's get it i want to be a sheep ba, ba. you got it i want to be a sheep ba, 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 ba. pray the lord my soul to keep i want to be a sheep ba, ba. all right that's definitely a kid song yeah that's, yeah right that's an everybody's song and, and what does that say pray the lord my soul to keep I want to be his sheep. I want to be his sheep, his little woolly, fluffy animal. That's not too bright. And the, where, where I'm submitting myself in that, it's like, man, even the fact that God uses sheep, because, man, I grew up on a farm and we actually had sheep, and they're not they're too smart. They get scared <laughs> of everything. And to say, to tell myself, I'm going to be a sheep, really is just acknowledging that I'm not in control. Mm. It's acknowledging that I'm weak, I'm vulnerable, Preach. and I need a good shepherd. I need a good shepherd to watch out for me. Mm. Man, I'm not going to say, like, I'm an armadillo. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a turtle. I got this shell on me. Turtles don't need a shepherd. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I acknowledge that I I am vulnerable before God. Yeah. I need that that love that He has. I need a loving God. And I'm going to close this up actually a little early here today. I don't even know what time it is, but 
11.30. That's right on time. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> For each of you, I want you to just kind of do, do a little introspection here, okay? A little introspection. And is there a place in your life, is there a part of you where you're not quite letting God in? Instead of coming close to the good shepherd, you're running away from him because you don't think he's a good shepherd. You're afraid he's going to just smack you with his staff. I just want to be aware of that place, and we just want to bring it to God. Say, Lord, can you just speak to me in that place in my life? Lord, that, that, where I'm not sure if I can trust you. And I, I want to just invite Jesus into that place. Hear his voice. Hear his love for you. Mm. Yeah. And that he doesn't lord over you anything. He's gracious. He's merciful. He's compassionate. Maybe it's a place where you have just a, a stronghold of sin in your life. And you're afraid to let God in because how can God love me? How can God love me with these things that I've done and maybe I'm still doing? I, I gotta I think I gotta get it all right before I can come to him because if I don't, he's just gonna squash me. But no, I'm I'm weak. I'm vulnerable. And I need his loving care and his direction. The Bible says that while we're yet sinners, yeah. Christ died for us. Man, at our, our worst, he shows his greatest expression of love for us. Mm. So I bring that sin to him. Invite him into that place, that dark corner. And hear him say to you in the midst of that, that he loves you and that you are his. Mm. Maybe it's a place of just really deep hurt. We all got wounds. We have places where it's hard to believe that God actually loves us because life's been hard. And picture that place. Maybe you're in it right now. Maybe you're in it right now. And maybe you're just seeing God as the one who's causing everything. And he's this angry God who's not letting anything go right. Let's just open up and, and, and see just him standing there, his presence, and telling you how much he loves you. Hmm. And he says, even though you might be walking through the valley of the shadow of death, don't you have no need to fear because I am with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm here with you. I'm here to comfort you. Look to me. Bring me your needs. You don't have to be afraid to bring me your needs. Humbly, vulnerably bring them to him. Because we know his character that he is good and that he loves us. Yeah. 
you think of you think of the vulnerability this idea of being vulnerable before god as a sheep you know think of like i know sheep don't talk but you can picture the sheep talking and if the sheep is wounded and it feels like it has to hide its wound from the shepherd instead of going to the shepherd to get care and love so we want to bring god our wounds Amen. we want to bring him our hearts we invite him into this place say lord it's scary to invite you in there but we are inviting you in god may you may you show us just that that your presence lord and we speak that truth into our lives mm. let's go ahead and pray with me here dear lord god i thank you god i thank you that you are good i thank you that you are merciful and gracious lord that you are slow to anger and abounding instead best love yeah. lord I, I thank you that you love me when i'm at my worst and that it's not a reluctant love lord but that is the very nature of your love for you it's an opportunity to show me how much you love me may i may i receive that god May I receive it, Lord. May you help me to receive it, Lord, that I receive your forgiveness, that I receive your mercy, that I receive your grace, God. Lord, and, and I, I look to you, God, in just those places that are hard to even acknowledge that just hurt really bad. And, and I wonder where you were at. God, I just invite you there to just show me, God. You help me to see that you have been faithful. You have been good. Lord, and that would scream louder than, than all of the lies about you and all the lies about me. And we love you. May you continue to do your work in our hearts, God. And God, I pray for anyone who's out here, God, anyone who's on Zoom, who maybe they've, they've just been really distant from you. Maybe they've never accepted you as their Lord and Savior. God, that you just speak to them, Lord. You open their hearts that you would say, hey, I love you. I want to be with you. Lord, I pray for that work, Lord, that they might receive you. Yeah. As simple as that, as if anyone calls on the name of the Lord Jesus, they will be saved. Just that, that simply receiving that forgiveness and saying, God, I'm receiving it. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of, of beating myself up over things. I'm going to actually receive your forgiveness. Mm. And for those of you that you know, you've been a Christian a while, maybe it's just there's places you wandered from God and maybe there's places where you've been hardened to him you become jaded and say God I want to I want to open up I want to let that part of me be soft to you be vulnerable to you God we just thank you thank you for the work that you do thank you for loving us God 
Thank you for loving us, God. Thank you. Praise you in Jesus' name.